It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four. I went every pay-per-view and special in between and the occasional trip to Raw and Nitro to see how people are getting on. Um, you can be a Paul and I'm doing it as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? It's um, very close to November to remember. Uh, we are close to... Uh, seeing whether it's a regret we'll ever forget. Um, and uh, as such, it's a good time to to go and see some of our old friends. Yeah, I mean, um, I think there's a slight sort of timing issue with episodes because we've only got one episode left um, before November to remember. So, you know, like you said, you suggested, and I think it's a great idea that we pop over to Raw and Nitro and check out how some of the ECW alumni are getting on. So um, with the exclusion of maybe Stone Cold, because I've already did all right. <laughs> I, I, I see good things in that kid's future. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be all right. Um, but ECW-wise, we are looking at episode 288 this week, which is the 30th of October, 1998. And um, it's fairly big. Again, it's crazy. I swear we had we've got a bit of history of doing um big things just before a pay per view, and this is um no different. I'd say I um and I am usually very um uh critical of them mm. doing big things before. I will say up front, less so on this one, um, and we'll get into it. But this one makes more sense to me than some of the others. Um, I don't think it was a bad decision. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, you know, just it's strange that they do these things just, just like before. Just I mean, a big event. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get into it because it, you know, in, in a second, because it is pretty much the beginning of the show. So it seems a good a place as any, basically. Um, the episode, like we said, 30th of October 1998, episode 288 starts off with highlights from the match we spoke about last week which is the Dudley Boys versus Bulls and Masato Tanaka. Uh, we've obviously seen uh, Masato Tanaka picking up the win, continuing the undefeated streak, and they say a new extreme team is born as Axel Rotten is kind of awkwardly left on the sidelines, but not a jealous partner, even though he should be. It did seem, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that in a different world you could see the, the turn, couldn't you? It, you, you could see him playing yeah. Tanaka. And going from there, hundred percent in a different world. It, it would be the jealous partner um, taking out Masato Tanaka and leading to a blood feud with Balls Mahoney. That yeah. that felt, but um, in this world, um, no, just super accepting. So that's nice. Um, we get highlights of that, and it leads to RVD and Sabu versus what's supposed to be Balls and Masato Tanaka in a tag team title match. So, obviously, because they won last week, I guess that makes them number one contenders. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. One win and you're up. Uh, apart from Jerry Lynn, where you can lose the Summer Series and get a TV title match. So, it works both ways. That too. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or two years, win one match and win the feud. Just, it's open, like, as Lynn said, there's open contracts out the back. If you want to sign it, have it. Simple. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter about that at all. <laughs> um, so... Um, yeah, they get attacked. The Dudley boys 
then sort of take over and it becomes RVD and Sabu versus the Dudley boys for the tag team titles. How do you feel about this way to kick off the show? Um, I, so I will say um, I love the Dudley boys running out and destroying them. Um, I love the uh, the, the um, Bill Alfonso getting into shit again and just kind of like his money, his mum, his mouth running off and, you know, making issues and all the rest of it. I thought that was good. Um, the beatdown was incredibly realistic looking. Quite as realistic looking. Yeah. Um, I mean, they fucked them up. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tanaka is, you know, legit hard way just to split open. This is the problem with these kind of chair shots is, you know, it's bad enough with that middle pain, the, the bit that your ass goes on getting cracked across your skull. When you get hit on the back of the head by, um, you know, the, the, the rim of the chair, yeah, it's going to do naughty things to you. And whilst the, the, the amount of blood on Tanaka and, and, you know, Mahoney as well, but Tanaka mainly was a very striking image and really did show kind of the, the, the violence and just, you know, savagery of the, the Dudley boys, which is great for them and great for the characters and great for what happens next. Um, yeah, just, just maybe not but quite as needed as, as that. It's, it, it's kind of a weird one because obviously because they've had wars like last week and they've taken chair shots into straight up and all this, they kind of have to go like ultra violence to take them out. Because they've proven that they can take a big beating and still win, so it kind of has to be, you, yeah, you kind of almost back but, yourself in a corner. There has to be something. Well, yeah, like, but, oh my god, they've been assaulted, kind of thing. But it's a work. It's meant to be, yeah. you know, and this thing. And you and I have, for all of you know, practically all of our lives, watched wrestling and been struck by, you know right off angles and violence and, and all the rest of it. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly got carried out from NXT uh, yeah. week before last. And, you know, the internet was a buzz because it looked real and, you know, they, they, they played it kayfabe very well. Spoilers. He was fine. Mm. You know, this is the thing. It's, 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 it's this ultra realistic to the point where actually it's realistic uh, to the point where yeah. it's real. Um, and it's, it's, you know, again, you and I, huge fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling, huge huge fans of MMA. Um, I was bigger before than I am now. I've fallen out of it a lot, but um, having kids will do that to you. But, um, uh, you know, don't mind strong style, happy with snug. But when you're getting to a beat down and a violence angle like this and a laying out angle like this, then, yeah, there's a line where it becomes no longer. And, and you know, we, we, we've got various New Jack matches to, to witness where this is a very good example of it. But there comes a line where this isn't anymore a wrestling match. This is an attempted homicide in front of people. Yeah, no, it was quite, um, yeah, it was, it was quite a big attack and assault and 
But um, yeah, I guess it, and it's weird as well, like a week before pay per view to sort of, especially when you know when you find out where it was going, to um sort of risk injury, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, they were taken out. Dudley's uh, stepped in. Um, I think Sabo and RVD sort of came right out of the gates and and showed a lot of their team maneuvers from the get go to sort of justify. Absolutely, sort of, hot shit. Of, yep. Yeah, I mean, they literally just sort of came at him, and it was it was really good. Um, again, I, I understood the keeping them strong, so we did get interference from the triple threat, and yep. um, basically, obviously, continuing to push the main event coming up in the pay per view. So that sort of made sense. The Dudleys did hit the 3D and they both pinned sort of like to help um, keep him strong keep him strong exactly so there's a lot of positives here and the Dudleys obviously won and became the new ECW Tag Team Champions I feel they missed a trick in or or Joey Styles missed a trick in playing up the 3D onto Sabu it was all about you know the his neck being the weak spot because it was broken in, you know, November to remember 94 or whatever it was. And uh, Shane Douglas has obviously been targeting the neck. No mention of the fact that, you know, Shane Douglas has a history of breaking people's necks, which could have played in again yeah. there as well, but you know, whatever. And he didn't do it with whatever stretch hold he's putting on now, but you know, same thing. Um, and then you've got the, they hit the 3d, and again, I would have thought that was an easy story to tell about how they are targeting the neck, like they, you know, the move that jacks up and brings you down on your neck that almost <clears> put Sandman out, did break Beulah McGillicutty's neck and put her out of the business. And now they're using it to target the weakened neck of Sabu. Um, but none of that was there. Yeah, no, like you said, it's, it, was, it was an easy, especially the Beulah thing. I mean, the Beulah thing was, I mean, obviously, and Sandman as well, it would be good. Good chance to, I don't want to say fire shots at the Sandman because I'm sure they always wish them well, but there's always going to be bitterness when these people leave them. Sandman's a very weird one. Sandman's the one out of all of them that they seem to be really respectful of him going. Um, and you, to the point where we'll talk about that when we're talking about Just Incredible in a minute, but they are very, they're, they're, they're very nice about the Sandman. Yeah, but he, I'd say everyone, he has been Mr. ECW to like the max. Yeah. He he sort of carried him when no one else could carry him. He was the full guy. He, he, you know, he comes across, he never Absolutely the catalyst of of their entire style. Um, He he was the growth. He he epitomized the growth. He He showed the growth. You know, from the eastern to extreme, um, you were growing with him. Yeah. You know? I mean, there is a reason why he was the one that continually wore the politically incorrect and damn proud of it T-shirt. Because he was, you know, he was was absolutely the anti-hero. He was absolutely pushed to that. Um, But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're strange sometimes. And it would have been whether that's, the reason why they kind of, you know, turned around and went, well, F you. Yeah, no, 100%. It's, 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 um, yeah. 
it's been strange. So, um, day one, again, right choice. Good to have the Dudleys in there. And I think now leads Dudleys into the pay-per-view against the uh, Bulls and set up an tag team title match. It does. We'll get onto that in a minute um, when yeah. um, the, the, the promo gets cut. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Dudleys have won and, you know, they're absolutely and right, stupid so, hot. I mean, we, we spoke last week, I think it was, and I brought up about how despite RVD's TV title run being legendary, how much it kind of hindered others getting elevated. And yep. there's so many people that could have benefited from it. And you almost have the same vibe with the tag team titles here. Like um, the, the Dudleys are the baddest team on the roster and yep. they need to be champions at this point to, to, to get the promos over, to get the arrogance over, to get the, being complete like fucking heels over they need the belts at this point yep you're absolutely right and and you know the the tag title sitting on rvd and sabu when they're going into a match where they're in a a six-man tag against the triple threat does nothing it ties up all of your championships in one match none of which are on the line and it's got this whole despite being in tune in matches you always have this weird like they don't actually get along kind of sort of story that will always sort of like rehash itself. So Which is of, why it... I actually rewound it at one point to see whether the chair shots that Sabu took in the teeth was um, meant to be one of those kind of leads to the end kind of, ah, oh, the miscommunication. Um, yeah. But no, it was actually that, that Sabu didn't catch the chair and got cracked in the face and <laughs> had to take a minute to uh, count his teeth before coming back and making the save and, and doing the but, bits. Um... But yeah, no, really happy that Dudley's got the belts and um, really happy to see this title reign with them because I think the last one was caught too short and I think this one is, um, I think it's going to be big for them. I think it's, um, yeah, it's going to be exactly what they need. Um, Justin Incredible makes his way to the ring. We then cut away from Justin Incredible making the way to the ring to get an Axel Rotten pay-per-view. I tried to take this in but I found myself drawn to how many times he said pay-per-view. <laughs> um, he's had his hair done. <laughs> yes. I, I, I noticed that. I thought his hair was looking sharp and dapper. Um, I, it was a good promo from Axel. I mean, you know, a little bit heavy on the pay-per-view stuff. Um, but They've got a pay-per-view coming out, don't you know? I, I have been told. I heard that somewhere. Um but no, it was a good promo from them, um, from him. Um, uh, and you know, it was it was solid. You know, the the fans know we'll bleed for them. The fans know we'll we'll you know fight for them. The fans know what to expect. I've I've rolled myself around in glass for these fans and thumbtacks from these fans, and you know they know that when you see us, you you can expect violence and you can expect our blood, sweat, and tears kind of thing. It was a really good. Um, I mean, it was a babyface promo with an extreme edge, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, uh, and, um, you know, basically there was a line in there about, you know, this being November to remember, we're going to beat you so badly that you're, you're, you're going to forget or something, or you're going to yeah. want to forget or something, um, which was, which was a solid enough line, um, it was a good play on everything. It was a tagline, so it works, and those who know know. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was a decent line, and um, uh, you know, 
very original for Axel to come up with it. So I was happy. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, so let's quickly then it cut back to the match, which happens to be Jack Victory versus um, Tommy Rogers. Really straightforward, basically. I, I, I still struggle here because obviously I very much know sort of Jack Victory as high spot. Yep. Not, not as this sort of renegade killing machine. Yeah, I <laughs> know. It's kind of hard to take in because I don't want to like dismiss him, but I just I'd never seen this side of his career before. So it's kind of weird where he's this sort of feared hitman almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, um, I, he does play it well. Um, he does I mean, play you know, very well. limited with what he can do in the ring, obviously. Um, but you know, they they do play him well in regards to this kind of like you know he's a killer. You know, his right hand kind of thing. So, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a good play on it, I think. Um, I, I, I will say that coming into this match, there was a highlight package of, you know, this punk kid and all the things he's done in the year. And, and to my point about them being protective of the Sandman, I was yep. expecting when it got to him with the Sandman and him beating the Sandman up, I was expecting them to reference him beating the Sandman out of ECW beat him so bad he had to leave ECW or something like that. Yeah. And they didn't. They just kind of went and, you know, beat up the Sandman. Yeah, no, it's, um, like you said, they, they've handled it um, extremely sort of differently with the Sandman. And I'm guessing, I, I maybe just assumed he was always going to come back. Or like you said, it could be just simply the fact that he's a, sort of respect everything he's done for ECW because he, he has given everything and he did very yeah. much help put it on the map for what it's become. So, yeah. Um, so the match happens. Basically, they all attack Rogers after the match, beat the crap out of him. Dreamer runs down to make the save. Um, we then get videos of just incredible caning Tommy Dreamer repeatedly. And they're building up to the mystery partner match, which is... Um... Just incredible, and his mystery partner, which he's already announced as Jack Victory, versus Tommy Dreamer and his mystery partner, and we have no idea who this is going to be. Despite last week us being told that it's going to be Tommy, it's going to be Terry Funk, because why wouldn't it be Terry Funk? And here's a video back of Terry Funk. We have no idea who this video, his partner is going to be. Yep, it's gonna be a hell of a surprise. So that'd be fun. Um, Triple Threat comes to the ring and do a quick promo. What do you think about this? I thought it was all right. I mean, it was... Um, it, it really didn't come across very well because it was so heavily beeped by the network. So basically, yeah. they just walked out and effed and jeffed and the network said, thank you very much. Um, it, it was fine. You know, Taz, your belt isn't real. RVD, your belt don't mean shit. And, and Sabu, you don't have a belt anymore. Yeah, I mean, was... I, I like it. I mean... Um, go home show, main event angle, top hill faction in the ring kind of promo. I've got no issue with that. Yeah, booking one said, on. Yeah, we, we've said before like they they skip these things sometimes and they forget. This is like a a go home promo in it for the main event. So yeah. they they could have said anything, and I, I was just happy it was happening. So I'm, I'm totally fine and good that happens. Um, then cut to a promo from New Jack. I don't know. Every time I see a promo from New Jack, I almost feel like he's re-debuting. <laughs> it was a good 
new jack promo um he a new jack promo he he you know had his kind of um serious i'm gonna fuck you up kind of uh vibe going um yeah. i mean all about how he's gonna get out of jack victory and and you know do naughty bits um i was gonna say just um obviously you know reputation and the fact that he has the ability to but there's just this sense of always been a sense of realism with new jack where if he said he's gonna kick the shit out of someone on the pay-per-view you, you believe that he's going to kick the shit out of this person on the pay-per-view. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just such a level of believability, mostly because most of the time he did. But it's just, um, it's, it's really good. Absolutely. And, I mean, his thing is, you know, promising violence. This isn't going to be wrestling. This is good old straight-up old-fashioned yeah. old violence. And that's so fair. easy. You know, that's so easy yeah. to get invested in what he says. It, it, um, it, and he it? announces that there is no surprise. He's he's Tommy Dreamer's partner. <laughs> yeah, we should be fair. It would actually make perfect sense. Like, why wouldn't it? Be? It would. It would. Uh, but he isn't because then Jack Victory comes and lays him out with a guitar. Yeah, but he was there for a second. And you never know if he was going to be, I guess. So um, we know, know who Tommy Dreamer's partner is now. I'm sure it'll be Terry Funk. Jerry started a video it's package from Japan. A mystery. Um, just then, because the last two times Tommy Dreams had a mystery partner, he's chosen Terry Funk, does not mean this time he's going to choose Terry Funk. This is true. We did get the annual November to Remember video package, which obviously would have originally been to Guns N' Roses' November Rain, but here was just to a really annoying generic song that made me actually not really want to watch the video. Yeah, I mean, the video was... was... Fair enough. It was... Um... It, was the, it, was a, it was a history of everything that happened. It was, again, go-home show, um, gave you scenes from key angles to get you hyped for the pay-per-view. Yeah. Booking 101 and, um, again, you know, just nice enough. That's the thing. And because obviously the, the audio edit, you, you don't really know, you know, how much actual real audio they had, whether it was just video. I mean, it was, it was hard to gauge what the cut was because they've obviously edited it. So it's just sort of pictures. But yeah, booking 101, no issue with this at all. And um, it finished off with Tommy Dreamer. Did um, talking about um, all the things he's lost in in New Orleans. So this is where uh, Bueller died. Um, <laughs> this <Ooh>. is where <laughs> we were supposed to be together till death do us apart. Um, which is why I assume, assume she died. Um, and uh, this is where he got laid out by Tommy Dreamer, uh, not yeah. by Tommy Dreamer, by, by Justin Credible, and this is where he's going to get his revenge because uh, he only needs to win one match in a feud to count it as him winning. Um, and Tommy, uh, you know, Justin Credible, uh, you know, it's November to remember, but I'm going to beat you until you forget. Yeah. Well, pretty much exactly the same line Axel Rose, Axel Rotten used so the innovator of violence steals moves and now also promos <laughs> pretty much um and that's the go home show really was i do i and all the go home shows i think this might be the favorite that we've seen so far with the exception yeah, I... of maybe barely legal 
first because everything was just Taz Sabu main event. Yeah. They were trying to they were so desperate for the first pay per view to be any form of success, they were ramming down everything at you constantly. But apart from that, I think this might have been I think so. I I mean it did have the usual Well, that's a big fucking thing to happen just before you go into a pay per view. Yeah. Um but it made sense. Uh whether it makes sense after the pay per view, we'll find out. But it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I was I I was overall I was I was quite pleased with it. Um it it yeah, I I, I feel it did do a good job of hyping and pushing buyers towards the uh pay per view. I think so. I I think it's um yeah, a lot of positives. So um yeah, really enjoyed that. I think it's a it's a good, good um little watch. We then decided to skip over to both the October 26, 1998 episodes of Raw and Nitro to check out some of the ECW alumni and what they were getting up to. Um, I say start with Raw. Yep. There wasn't really many. I mean, you had New Age Outlaws versus Mankind and Al Snow. That was probably the... So I went for one other match as well uh, to watch. Um I watched um, The Rock versus Droz. Do you know what? I nearly went for that. I didn't watch that. But I did sit there and think, you know, Droz was in there for a cup of tea. A hot minute. Yeah, I don't think we ever saw him wrestle. So this is is now Droz as the third member of LOD. Okay. um, Teasing the uh, Hawk break up and the jealousy hawk also an ecw alumni from the eastern days um and uh he is a guy against you know the rock who's just come back from injury and is now super hot baby face with the people's this and the people's that and the people's elbow and the people's eyebrow and the people the people the people um and just i mean firstly draws did really well it was it was a good match it was it was pretty more back and forth than you'd imagine that match to be. Um, yeah. But it was really interesting to see that kind of just starting to electrify the rock and yeah. knowing what comes at Survivor Series in just a few weeks. So, you know, he's the number one contender for the vacant WWE title and, and knowing that it, we were only weeks away from the corporate champion. Um a really interesting thing to go back and watch because the crowd are, are are lapping it up and he, you know and Jerry Lawler is makes a reference to you know oh, it seems to have moved on from die rocky die um which obviously he then calls back to in his promo after explaining why he's gone heel um so yeah it was I, I thought it was a really good match and um just very weird to see Droz who was one of Mr. Wright's hired guns with Brackus and whatever else um, now as a member of LOD. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I think it's, it, I said I didn't watch the match, but um, yeah, it made, it made sense to, um, to watch the match. I mean, cause I said it was, it was on my list and I did, I did think, oh, are we going to watch that? But, um, yeah, it's interesting they sort of come away from. Yeah. And, and had 
a fairly competitive match with The Rock was was quite interesting, bearing in mind where we left him in ECW. Um, and then obviously, as you said, the big one was uh, Mankind and Al Snow versus the New Age Outlaws. Did you notice the um, random Motley Crue cameo during this? I did notice. I didn't watch it, but I did notice. I also not, noticed the um, ICP. Yeah, with the oddities. Uh, with the oddities. But... Um, yeah, I decided that wasn't quite ECW enough for me. Yeah, well, they, they're ECW alumni, aren't they? Yeah, sort of. Pre-show thing. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. so basically, New Age Outlaws, Mankind, Al Snow. Um, this is the first time they teamed up. They cut a backstage promo earlier on where basically he said, like, you know, we got one word for you. And Mankind said, like, Socko and Al Snow said heads, and they kind of awkwardly looked at each other. Um, the match itself was fine. Obviously, Foley working a different style as Mankind to what we'd seen in previous as, as Cactus Jack. Yeah. He's a lot more sort of like, I don't want to say ploddy because it sounds insulting, but he doesn't have the same kind of sort of Cactus Jack walk. He has a, uh, he has a different... So I was going to go for comedic, and again, that sounds like an insult, but it's it is... Is a little bit more of a and, softer yeah. style than you know. He did. A, he always did an incredibly good job of making those three faces of Foley feel very, very different. Mm. I mean, in, it's the thing. In moves and, and I mean, the thing. What, we, what we're saying isn't an insult. You know, he's he's probably like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, if not my favorite. So it's like it's not an insult. It's just so noticeable the fact that, like you said, you can put on a mask. Yeah, everything changes. It's it's kind of weird. No, I mean for me, it's just that you know, I I fear that the words I'm using to describe him sound as if I'm being yeah. reductive of him, and I don't mean to. And that's that's kind of my my clarity is, you know, when I say comedic and things like that, it's because of the setup. I mean, he is he's he's playing a a character who's um, now got Mister Socko with him. He's he's got the back and forth with the conversation with Al Snow. There is more comedy in his wrestling, but that's yeah. not meant to be. You know, that's not meant to take away from his ability as a performer. Of you know, one of your and my both favourite moments is the reintroduction of Cactus Jack yeah. for uh, Triple H in the two thousand. I say two thousand Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, um, you know that bit. You know. Just that that transformation again. So uh, yeah, it's just because I, you know, I I fear that the words that I'm using make it sound as if I'm I'm dismissing him, and I'm not. You know. Um... Yeah. So can I ask you something that occurred to me while I was watching this? Yes. ECW. Yeah. Paul Heyman. Yeah. New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Which one do you think he'd make the biggest star? Um, if they were in, if they were in ECW, which one do you think he makes into the megastar? I would say Road Dog. I came to the same answer because I know that you know the big thing with with Billy Gunn's been you know because of his level of asthma, he struggled to do a singles like a, a, a proper main event style singles match. Um, and whilst I do think that. 
you know, that's that's Heyman's wheelhouse, isn't it? You know, accentuate the positive side of the negatives. Yeah. They're all squash matches. They're all quick. They're all rest of it. Road Dogg's look, his demeanour, his mic skills, his mat skills. Um, it just occurred to me that, you know, he's probably the one that he could he would do more with. I, I just feel Heyman gravitates towards promos more than physiques and anything else. Yeah. Your ability, if you can cut a good promo, you will go higher and faster in ECW than, say, walking in like a Baracus. You know, yeah. he's almost... I think it's almost part of him being the anti kind of big man era kind of vibe that WWE was. But yeah, no, I think Road Dogg, um, yeah, for his um, promo ability, I reckon a different character, but um, yeah, I do think he yeah. would have got over. I, I came to the same conclusion. I did like him during this match, Mankind crawling towards heads, trying to grab it. And the, his fascination of head, and then obviously them doing the Soko head swap at the end, where they both grabbed each other's mm. sort of thing. Little bits like that I thought was good. Um, I didn't mind it. Um, obviously, it's raw, very fast paced at this time, just action, action, action. This match is only five minutes and 28 seconds. But um, to be fair, it's all I needed from it. Well, yeah, um, it really was. I mean, it was, there was clearly no feud going into this, it was just you know, big names in a match during sort of the show. So, yeah, no issues with this at all. And, um, yeah, fun match. Our Snow, very much sort of fallen off the pecking order from the way he was treated in ECW, I feel. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't even know where he is. I mean, I can't even, you know, he had a, f- a feud at the beginning with, with Too Cool. But um, apart from that, I don't really know what he would have done at this point. No, I mean, it feels like even the job squad's gone at this point. Well, I don't think the job squad's even started yet, has it? Because Blue Meanie hasn't joined. No, that's true. Because Blue Meanie's like, I think, debuts on Heat or whatever. And I think he's part of the um, the job squad. So that hasn't... I don't think that's begun yet. I think this is slightly pre-job squad. Because yeah, Scorpio, mm. I, I guess, is just finishing up teaming with Terry Funk. Um, yeah, I don't know what old uh, Bob Holly might be in the new um, Midnight Express, was he? With Fig? That must have just happened. Yeah, I mean, I know it's next week's, it's, second November, it's the 2nd of November show that. Um, uh, mankind is given the hardcore title. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So, so hardcore Holly isn't far away, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, because he's still he hasn't got short hair yet. He's still sort of yeah, audacious Bob or whatever it is, yeah. And, plastic Bob. and then he obviously job squads it for a while, and then Road Dog gets injured, so he replaces him at. Want to say St. Valentine's Day Massacre? We should fall into. Don't know. Yeah. Fall into a Mr. Paul White debuting, coincidentally. Um, 
AEW's Paul White. That is AEW's Paul White, yeah. The large picture. Um, yes. <laughs> so, um, I think someone said that. I think I stole on that, but I thought it was great. Um, it is. So, yeah, no, so, yeah. We'll, we'll pop back. We'll keep tabs. I'll be interested in the job squad and obviously, you know, Meany turning up and, and stuff like that. It's always going to be a bit of fun. So, yeah, there's there's some cool bits coming. So now, obviously, Blue Dust reemerges with Gold Dust and all that at some point. It does, it? yep. So, yeah, we'll see how that all works out. And that was pretty much it for Raw. There's nothing really. Yes. I think. So we go over to Nitro, also October 26, 1998. Um, the first major standout point is Canyon on the way to ring with Raven um, against Prince Ikea. I miss Canyon. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do. I think he's such he was such a fantastic talent without sort of you know getting into a downer with the situation. But I forgot how much I loved his um, <laughs> who's better than Canyon stuff. At the beginning, so simple and so pointless, but I just I remember loving it at the time, and it still pops me watching it here when everyone's just like everybody's like, no, it's nobody. What's wrong with you? And it's just it's so simple, but um, I thought it was great. So and uh, yeah, great great wrestler. Absolutely, Raven yeah. was at his um. No one knows what to do with Raven stage. I, I guess because this is leading up to <clears throat> Raven's not right in the head, so Canyon takes him home, which introduces his friend James, and and Chastity and Chastity. Yeah. So we're obviously we're moving all to that, which we said was February time. Did we say something last week? We looked yes, at? Yeah. yeah. So that's all coming. So it's moving. So it makes sense. It's all sort of going to build up to that. Uh, Canyon picks up the win. That's fair enough. The only other sort of match uh, was Saturn versus Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Yep. So that was a good match. Um, uh, so there's two more after that that I, I watched. But I'll, I'll fill you in about those later. Sure. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a good match. Um, Saturn looked pretty killer in it. I liked um, um, Eddie's. I liked yep. Saturn walking to the ring. And Tony Schiavone was like, look at this new look on Saturn. And one of the other guys was like, new look? And he's like, yeah, he's got a new vest. I know. <coughs> <coughs> it just really just... He, he, he was wearing his Rangers beret last week. And it just felt um, like such a stretch. Like, what new look? He's got a new vest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Malibu Barbie all the way through. Um, LWO, um, Eddie. They've just started from what I could gather. Yeah, just felt lost. Uh, match um, itself is... was like decent. Yes. Um, ending, I'm guessing the, the main sort of bit where the LWA came out. They had a debut, and this could possibly be one of the worst handled debuts I think I've ever seen, ever. Where they were just like, "Who's that new guy? I don't recognise. Is that new guy? I don't recognise that guy. Who's that guy?" And there was just a complete. Nothingness. We, we never told who this guy was. No. No, Mike. They just zoomed in on him. They established that this could be a new guy, but there's no confirmation or information about him. And, um, yeah, 
Um, obviously, you can't help but see Saturn and want to do Cronus comparisons of where they're both at. Yeah, let's not. I know, but I'm saying it is. It, it is it's um, just sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, 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 I mean, if the stories are as straightforward as it's led to believe, and they never are, but if it was, you know, that. Um, Saturn refused to work with Cronus, wanted to do more single stuff, wanted to be away. And the feeling was, you know, that's not what we want. So if you want to do that, then we'll say goodbye. If the story of that is meant to, is meant to be true, um, then you, you gambled on the wrong one. Yeah. Which um... Um, I did love the bit where Eddie Guerrero is working on Saturn's ankle because we know, you know, that's the ankle he broke. Uh, and uh, you know the one that put the eliminators out of business. So you know the weak spot. Clever Eddie. Clever Eddie. You always knew. And um, that was that. And I'm guessing you hung around for the warrior segment. I did hang around for the warrior segment, <laughs> um, which was as fucking awful as I remember it to be. Um, it's just incredible. It's just uh, and not the ECW alumni. Um, Jesus, the amount they put into this, the amount they put into this guy, this man, this 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 angle, this whatever else, you know, they're they're, they're bigging up the one warrior nation and you know how it's running strong. And I'm thinking there's only one person who ends up joining the one warrior nation. Um, it yeah, just the most incredible backfiring of a thing. Experiment almost, I guess. Yeah, um, crazy. Um, but I also did hang around for uh, Hooventude uh, coming in. Oh, I remember, uh, yeah. He was against Billy Kidman yeah. um, in a cruiserweight match. Cruiserweight, obviously, hugely influenced by uh, the Luchadors and that style that, that ECW had begun with um, Dean and Eddie, with um, Chris Jericho, with, with everyone else. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so, you know, solid match. Um you know, both really young at this point. They were saying, I think Kidman was 24 and UV was 23. So the future of the wrestling business and um, yeah, really solid. Uh, and then I stayed for one other match, which had an ECW alumni on each side of the tag team. What was that? Scott Hall and Scott Steiner versus Lex Luger and Conan. Yeah. Good shout. Ah. Oh. And, you know, very, very different Scott Steiner and Conan than the ones we saw in ECW. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was a, a clusterfuck NWO match, to be honest. Um, what I loved about it was, um, you know, just everyone fighting everywhere and all the rest of it. And uh, they, they put Scott Hall into the, the torture rack and uh, the referees, you know, knocked out somewhere and so the match continues and we've got to go to break because you know we but the, the match will continue and this action will continue and they come back and go into the main event because it's just finished and no one references <clears throat> anything about it it's the it's just the biggest clusterfuck going oh, wow um it's it's just so wcw oh Scott um, steiner his a nephew rick steiner's uh, son just signed for the performance center he did yeah so that's an interest i didn't even know he was even um Wrestling. So that's be interesting to see how they. No, he was he was football. Um, the last time I heard, and was doing very well in football. So it's really interesting to see that he's um, he's gone that way, yeah. as well as uh, John Morrison's wife. 
Tyre Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie she's obviously, yeah, she's, she's viewed the signing. And uh, they've signed that, um, the next Bro- Lesnar guy, and he's, he's the... The next next big thing, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's probably one of the best um, classes in a while. of new talent, I guess. That, um, yeah. So, yeah, on a quick swerve. Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, normally when we've jumped over... I've sort of been like, oh my god, it's amazing. This 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 nitro didn't blow me away in the bits that I saw in the same way. This is a bit like, oh, it was. It's beginning to be everything that that went wrong with nitro. So they've lost the Monday Night Wars now. They're they're being beaten by that, and you can see them starting to do some really dumb things. So um, we had uh, Warrior. We had Horace Hogan joining NWO Black and White. Um, you know, it's it's that kind of 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 yeah it's um, WCW now and I find it this is probably stupid but I kind of feel 1998 ECW doesn't feel like the same 1998 as say yeah. Nitro or Raw it feels really weird that like Raw feels too far ahead if that makes sense yeah, it kind of feels yeah, it does. like I, I associate in my mind. I kind of thought '97 Raw is the same time as this, so I, I kind of imagined. You know, we, we said about you know Cactus Jack debuting uh, Madison Square Garden. It's uh, Triple H where they did the free Foley's on the thing. You know, to, to hear that that's like long gone, like blew my mind. You know, I sort of thought that was. Yeah, my, my sort of scales of what's happening with all this just sort of yeah, it's crazy. I d- I just feel like this should be yeah, sort of ninety seven kind of territory. But what's happening in in um this, I guess. But um, yeah, it's weird. It's just all really weird. It really is. Do you want to run down the card for um November to remember? Um, have you got it in front of you? I do have it in front of me. Then can you run down the card? So, the uh, main event, as we know, is the triple threat, Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow and Chris Grandino versus the new triple threat of Savu, Savu, Sabu, Rob Van Dam and Taz with Bill Alfonso. Um, we have Tommy Dreamer and his mystery partner taking on Just Incredible and Jack Victory. Um, we have the new tag team champions, the Dudley Boys, against Tanaka and Mahoney. Yeah. We have, um, uh, and the only other match on the card that is announced is Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn with Tammy Linsich and Mikey Whitbreck as guest referees. Yeah. Would you like to know the three matches that haven't been announced? Of course. So we will see Danny Doring and the Amish Roadkill take on the Blue World Order. We will see Tommy Rogers with Chris Chetty take on. Uh, Tracy Smothers from the FBI. Okay. And we shall see Spike Dudley take on Mabel. Oh, wow. That's interesting, that one. I like it. I mean, they've got a lot of good stuff really um, happening. I mean, I'm excited for this card. I mean, there's some good bits, there's some weird bits, but um, yeah, I'm up for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's looking a good card. I uh, I know 
that there are going to be bits on here that we swear about. Yeah, always. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking a solid card. Yeah, but what did you think of the card? You can get involved in the conversation at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be posting some of the pay-per-view posters leading up to the show. Tell us any of your memories that you might have in this matches you like, matches you dislike. We'll probably read them out next week, but it's good to always hear your thoughts going into it. Um, thank you again for all your ongoing support as we relive the revolution, the what is ECW. And um, yeah, we're back next week for pay-per-view week, November to remember 1998. You don't want to miss it. Or it'll be a regret that you never forget. your bit in there you do the podcast bit i didn't know if you wanted to do anything more there um yeah okay well if we're all done then (laughs) cut the fucking podcast